craft women and men whose photographs gazed artfully from behind rubber plants were not objects to retain the interest for long. In spite of her pretenses, Carol Seddon looked exactly what she was, a middle-aged woman locked out of the hairdressers. Discreetly, she drew up the sleeve of her Burberry and looked down at her wristwatch. Although the only other person in sight along Feathering High Street at that moment was a pensioner deep in his own thoughts and a duffel coat, Carol moved as if she was under the scrutiny of a prison camp watchtower. Twelve minutes past nine. Surely she hadn't got the time wrong. Surely the girl who answered the phone hadn't said the first appointment was nine-thirty? Such doubts were quickly banished. No, she had definitely said nine o'clock, and Carol had planned her whole morning around that time. She had taken her Labrador Gulliver out for his walk along Feathering Beach, and after she had had her hair cut, she was going to do her weekly food shop at Sainsbury's. Oh, this was stupid, just standing about, trying to give the oblivious pensioner the impression that moving away from Connie's clip joint after precisely seventeen minutes, being Carol, she had of course arrived early, was a long-planned intention. She set off firmly back towards her house, high tour. As she took the first step, a silver hatchback screeched to a halt outside the salon, and a small, harassed-looking woman in her forties jumped out. She looked as if she had dressed in a hurry, and clutched to her bosom an overflowing leather bag. Her brown eyes were tight with anxiety. No makeup, and her red-streaked hair, untidily swept back into a scrunchie, was not a good advertisement for the business she ran. Because, of course, Carol recognised her instantly. Connie Rutherford, after whom Connie's clip joint was named. Feathering gossip ensured that almost everyone in the village knew who everyone else was, but village protocol demanded that you still didn't speak to them until you had been introduced. So Carol continued her stately progress towards High Tor. The hairdresser, however, showed no such inhibitions. Mrs. Seddon, she called out, which Carol supposed was better than using her first name. She turned graciously. Yes? I I'm sorry, you're the nine o'clock, aren't you? Well, I thought I was came the frosty response. Look, I'm sorry, that idiot girl was meant to be here to open up at a quarter to nine. The woman fumbled in her bag for keys. I wonder what on earth happened to her. Still getting no reaction from her client, she said, I'm Connie, Connie Rutherford, I run the place. Oh. Carol received the information as though surprised by the identification. I'm Carol Seddon. Yes, I know. You live next door to Jude. Carol was slightly miffed to think that this was her claim to fame in feathering. No one knew about her past, her career in the home office. Here she was just Jude's neighbour, and Jude hadn't lived at Woodside Cottage nearly as long as Carol had been in high tour. She shouldn't have been surprised, though. Jude was outgoing. Jude was easy with people. Everyone knew Jude. Having opened the salon door, Connie Rutherford ushered her client in, and went across to switch on the lights, chattering the while. This is really bad. Kids these days, they have no sense of timekeeping. You give them a job and are they grateful? They don't even understand the basics of turning up when they say they will. God, if I ever have any children, I won't let them behave the way most of the youngsters do these days. Judging from Connie's age, Carol decided that if she was going to have any children, she'd better be quick about it. But the hairdresser was off into another apology. I'm so sorry. Kyra should have opened up and been ready to greet you at nine. I gave her the spare set of keys. I've only got the one. I thought I could trust her. Then she was meant to wash your hair so she'd be ready for me to cut when I came in. Oh, well, don't worry. I'll wash it. Um, may I take your coat, Mrs Seddon? Now, 
I can call you Carol, can't I? Yes, her client conceded. Well, you just take a seat there and I'll put on some music. You'd like some music, wouldn't you? No, I'm quite happy not to... But Connie was already away, fiddling with a CD player. I think ABBA, don't you? Um, no, nothing like ABBA for clearing away the cobwebs in the morning, is there? As she spoke, the sounds of Dancing Queen filled the room. Now, would you like... Connie stopped, apparently thinking better of the suggestion. Would I like what? Nothing. What I would like, if you don't mind, is for you to do my hair, since I already am a bit behind schedule. Carol hoped that made it sound as if she had a more impressive destination later in the morning than the pasta aisle in Sainsbury's. Very well. Connie turned on a tap above the sink. Just give the water a moment to heat up. It's cold first thing in the morning. And let's get this robe on. While the water warmed, Carol took a look around the salon. The pine boarding on the walls...